Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 welcome to Tap Room Sports Wagers brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Here, as always, with my partner in crime, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. How's it going tonight, Ben? Oh, I think everybody out there knows how, it, how it's going tonight, at least for me. <laughs> uh, bittersweet. Tough one, glad, man. Uh, glad uh, the, the Giants, you know, got here. We're the best team of the, the I mean, the league for the, you know, the whole, uh, whole season. But, uh, man, tough way to end it. Definitely a mm. tough call to end it. But uh, is what it is. Got to move on and um, go Braves. That's all I can say. Yeah, man. I was gonna say you. You should honestly be happy the Giants made the playoffs because nobody thought that was a oh, possibility not at all. before not at the all. season. Kapler is um, gonna be head uh, coach of the year. No questions asked. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like great you know. Pitching. Sorry. And look and look at what you're getting in uh, into next year. Like Logan Webb is like you know he looks like a bona fide ace, dude. Yep. You know he's great. Uh, you know I'm not sh- I'm not sure the contract situations of Gaussman and Alex Wood and D. Scalfini. I'm not sure if you really want to be too confident resigning those guys, but you got Cueto coming off the books, so yep, you guys got money to spend. Well. You know what yep. I mean? So, I mean, we can bring in a number number two or another number one. So you know we have you know, that depth in the, uh, you know, in the, the pitching lineup. So, you know, maybe another young guy comes up next year, takes over number five spot. And then, you know, we've got Discofini, Wood and Gossman to take three and four. Um, yep. and, and that bullpen is lights out too. Time. Like yep. Tyler Rogers is nice. Yep. Um, Duvall I needs to get things a little bit uh, under control. He's young though, dude. Oh, absolutely. And- I, to be honest, I thought it was crazy putting him in that situation to begin with in the postseason. But I mean, he looked good in the first two oh, outings absolutely. he had. You Dude, know he's what I mean? lights out. He is lights out. He's been a fun one to watch at the end of the year. So it's going to be he a good stuff, man. It's a good going to be a good season. Um, but I also know that San Diego is not going to be as bad as they were this year again. Um, yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be tough and especially when bruce bochy is their manager next year yeah, could be uh, and dodgers are still going to be good they're not losing really anybody so it's going to be yeah. another tough year um, the crazy thing to think about the dodgers too is they have like 70 million dollars in payroll that's not playing right now because they're hurt or suspended yeah. in ba- trevor bauer yeah so 
it's only it's crazy to just think of how much better they would be if they had Danny Duffy, Trevor Bauer, and Kershaw healthy. Yeah, but I mean, they wouldn't have gone out and gotten Scherzer most likely if Bauer the Bauer situation was, you know, gone. Oh, man, the Dodgers have been aggressive at the trade deadline. Yeah, but the Dodgers also so. have a lot of decisions coming up. Clayton Kershaw coming off the books. I don't yep. think they re-sign him. I think he wants to play in Texas, actually. That's where he's yep. from. Yep. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Bauer's going to come off the books. And then Scherzer's a free agent. And Trey Turner is also mm-hmm. uh, due for a contract, too. He doesn't so, look I mean, happy. So. From he what I've heard. Happy. No, from what I've heard, he's not happy in L.A. So, Well, he's an East Coast guy. But, I mean, when you win, when you get a taste of winning, it changes a lot, dude. Especially being in a locker room with – especially being in a locker room with Mookie Betts and, you know, those those guys. They have a good locker room, dude. Yeah. Um, And I I think the Dodgers trade Cody Bellinger too, dude. Like, I I know he got a big hit tonight, but, dude, that guy's been so ass this year, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, he's been injured. I mean, they were talking about it tonight. He's he's had like three major injuries this year, which yeah, but I mean, he's been into a he's, he's been healthy for okay. Oh, that's a fair point. He has been hurt, but he's been healthy since July, and he's batting like one seventy seven since July. So it hasn't been too great. That's here yeah. nor there. We'll we'll talk a lot more about this in on a uh, taproom sports on Sunday or for Monday. I'm sorry, on Monday. But what everyone wants to tune in is to hear some best bets. So last last episode on Wednesday, which was for tonight on Thursday, we're recording Thursday night for Friday. We had Tampa Bay Bucks minus seven, which was a fucking tr- terrible beat, brother. Like yeah. awful beat. Philadelphia down 14 with five minutes to go, scores a touchdown, and they go for two. I don't understand yeah. why. You still need a touchdown either way. And then after that, they the Bucks get first and goal, and can't uh, or before that first and goal they had Cameron Bray. He had like a third in inches. If he converted that first down, there would have been a two minute warning, and Philadelphia would have had a, a timeout. So the Bucks would have had to actually played offense, which they probably would have scored a touchdown the way they were moving the ball. Yep. So two awful scenarios for a bad beat in that game just awful and then we had dodgers uh giants first five under three and a half that was money it was zero zero and then we had no runs in the first inning also cashed yep so overall good show we're gonna try to duplicate it uh on friday we're only gonna talk one game um the only game going on it's the boston red sox versus the houston astros in the american league championship series First game is being played at Minute Maid Park. The Red Sox are sending Chris Sale, who's 5-1 with a 4.12 ERA, against Framber Valdez, who's 11-6 with a 3.3 ERA. Boston, underdog, plus 127. Houston, the favorite, minus 137. Over-under is at 8 right now. So what do you think about this game, Ben? It's a it's definitely a tough one to, uh, to handicap because of the way that Chris Sale pitched his last uh, outing. Um, two outings two outings are we even putting it at his last two outings have not been good well tampa bay was atrocious yeah i guess i mean he went two and a third inning he only allowed two runs not great like not horrible but also not great um you know it's it's hard to judge when you're only in there for two and a third 
Um, but he was only in there for two and a third because he couldn't get outs. I mean, he had seven strikeouts, three walks, and uh, four hits. Okay, three walks in the postseason is not. No, good, that was dude. that was uh, that was versus Washington. Oh, I mean October that's Washington 3rd. too. That's terrible. But his last start, he had uh, he only went an inning and uh, yeah, four hits, four walks, five earned runs, one walk, and uh, two strikeouts. Not good. Yeah. And the other thing with this is that Houston hits lefties well. Do they hear? Yes. Oh yeah, three fifty one. Oh, at least they're they're hitting three fifty one in the postseason. So yeah, against lefties here. So that's uh. But even notoriously, you know, they hit lefties well because as an A's fan, it's like every time Mania faces them, dude, they they just shell Mania, dude. Yeah, in the regular season, they were batting two seventy first lefties, two sixty six first righties. So not too much of a difference there in the regular season, but in uh in the postseason holy hell 351 uh versus lefties and 265 versus righties yeah and i mean the games they won off chicago was you know they bashed keichel and they bashed rondon dude yep they hit both those dudes very hard and those were both lefties they also hit very well at home too um at least ops wise like they hit their they hit for um you know they score more runs at home i guess i should say yeah. So that on, is on the other side, you've got Boston who's hitting still good, batting 314 against righties. Um, they're batting 394 versus lefties. So Boston, know, a, a huge differential there. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but you know, Boston does hit lefties well. Framebird Valdez. Valdez is a lefty. So, yeah. oh, this could be this could be a high scoring game. And the other scary thing is too is that Valdez is better against left or I mean against right-handed pitching than he is against left-handed pitching. Yeah, What's, <laughs> I don't know uh, how that works for uh, first five because I think that's something that we can with both teams hitting lefties so well. I think that's something that can definitely be into play. Um. So Valdez first inning is his best inning. He has 22 innings pitched, six earned runs. That's a 2.45 ERA, only 13 hits allowed, nine walks, though. So basically a one whip. But slugging against him, only 247, OPS of 511. And then as the game progresses, the second inning is actually where he gets beat up. 14 earned runs, 22 innings pitched, 289 batting average against, third inning, 2.45 2.45 ERA, fourth inning 2.86, fifth inning 2.7, sixth inning 2.81. So he gets better as the game goes on. So if he's going to give up runs, it's going to be second, third, fourth inning is what it, it really looks like. Times Let's facing see. the opponent through the batting order, though. First time through the batting order, 233. Second time, 217. Third time, 203. So this makes me lean first five over here. So when Valdez pitched against Chicago, he did allow a run in the first inning. And we know Sale allowed four runs in the first inning. 
in playoff baseball here. Yeah, but I mean, the the thing that's tough is like Sale was really good his first four starts coming back from injury, and then he's been like shaky at best his last three for sure, and then his last start awful. Like he was not good to his last like three or four starts, dude. Yeah, he was like average at best. He was walking a lot of guys, getting hit a and little bit. Look at those teams: the Mets, the the um. Orioles and almost said the Capitals, um, the Nationals. And then if you look at it from Sales' point of view, by inning, Ben, uh, first inning, he's only given up one earned in nine innings pitched. Second inning, three. No, earned. that's not right because he gave up. He gave well, up. Well, this is just runs. regular. This is just regular season. Okay. So if you add the five runs, that's six earned in 10 innings pitch which is not good yeah um but where he really gets banged up is after the fifth inning dude like so he's not going deep at all no he's only gone deeper than the fifth inning three times and that was five and a third five and a third and six yeah so well that six that six inning game that he went he he started the sixth inning. He just didn't get through it, or one of them, because he has two-thirds of an innings pitch in the sixth inning right now, but nothing beyond that, or 1.2. So he's got, he's completed a sixth inning and then gone into the sixth inning but hasn't finished it. Correct. Yeah, he went five and a third. He went five and a third, and then the sixth inning. So there he's, we go. He's so three playing, games. Yeah. 16.2 ERA. But, I mean, these teams that he's pitching deep against are not – I mean, the Minnesota, Tampa Bay, okay, I'll take it. But and he wasn't even good Baltimore. against the, the Mets, the Nationals. Yeah. And, and the Astros might be the best offensive team in all of baseball. Yep. And the one thing about the Astros, too, is you cannot walk them because if you walk them, they are way too deep of a lineup. Like, they mm. go very deep. So if you walk batters, it comes back to haunt you. And that's what haunted the White Sox, dude. Yeah. They could not stop walking, guys. How many walks did they have in that series, Ben? Do you have the series stats pulled up? I don't. Uh, I can't pull it up. Let's see here. Uh... Last six games, dude, they have 15 walks in their last six games, including postseason. But this is a team, dude, deep, bro. And just oozing with playoff experience. So first five over. And... I like the first five over. I'd probably honestly lean the full game over to what is it at? Eight and a half? Eight? Eight. Eight. Damn, that's a little tough. Yeah, because I don't know if Boston's gonna put up any runs. I mean they'll put up yeah. they'll put up a run or two. I like the first five over and I, I'd take Houston. Honestly, I would take Houston minus one and a half with extra juice. 
one and a half that's putting us at plus 135 plus 140 area yeah i could see that I like both of those. Or even Houston first five first money five line. half a run money line. Yeah. I mean we'd want we'd want half a run. That's gonna again again give us the value. Yeah, I mean, how much do we trust Frank Rivalas though? Let's see how he's pitched against Boston this year. Um against Boston. Does not oh two starts two and oh one point two six ERA yeah fourteen innings pitch so I mean he's been good against them and that was when back in June that was when the Red Sox were hot too that was when they were the best team in baseball them and the Giants were like going head to head for best team okay the only thing I don't love is that he doesn't pitch well at home. Well, and that Boston's been hitting lefties really well, at least in the last series. What lefties did they face last series? McClanahan, did they face Yarbrough? My stats don't have that. It just tells me how they hit. 33 at-bats, 13 hits, 6 runs, a homer, a double, Only four strikeouts. Mm, I say for a safe measure, we just take Astros money line and then we take that first five over. First five over probably being the best bet. Astros money line 137, 140 isn't too bad right now. Yeah. I definitely go first five over though. So that's going to be sitting at four. And I mean, the minus one and a half isn't a terrible bet, too. It's just, this could very well be like, you know, after the first five, it could be like a 3 3 game. Yeah. And then it's which bullpen, and it's a bullpen game, and which bullpen is better. Let's see. Because Boston's bullpen has been shaky, but they've been better in the playoffs. So is the Astros, though. Yep. Let me see. Astros. Don't see any other lines for this game either. Astros relievers this year, Ben, 4.06 ERA. Sorry, what bet was this for? The 4.06? I'm just saying the Astros bullpen 4.06. Yep. The Red Sox bullpen 3.99. So I mean, pretty even. But the Red Sox starters 4.49 ERA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe first five over Houston money line. I think are the two best bets. Do we want to do Houston money line or do we want to do? I say Houston money line, but I mean, I would throw, you know, minus one and a half. I would throw money on the minus one and a half, but I'm, I wouldn't make it a best bet. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think it's out of the, 
I think there's a very high probability that Houston wins this game by two or more runs because that's how Houston has played this entire postseason so far. I was just I mean, going to say in the postseason, um, another stat to throw out there, which does kind of push that minus one and a half, is that they're at home, their ERA is 2.5, whereas away it's 6.88. Um, yeah, and no, they played at, much better at home in that series. You look at Boston's away and their ERA is 5.82. And really, Boston's lineup is like three guys. Yeah. I like Xander that. Bogarts, Devers, and, and Schwarber. I mean, I, I mean, I think I'm, you get I'm better value on that. Me. I think you get better value on that. So I think that's a better. All right, so we're going to take... The safe bet would be the money line, but I think the better value bet is that minus one and a half. So take it, right. take it, what, take it as you will, listeners. Yes, take it as you will. I was going to do this instead of... Because we're only doing one game. Instead of giving best bets between us both, what is your best bet for this game, Ben? One bet, what is your best bet? I mean, it's going to be the same as yours. It's going to be that... First five. Over in the first five, yeah. Okay, so let's rank these. So that's a three-star bet. Yeah. What's your second best bet of this game? That money line. Money line. I agree. Second best bet. And my third. So that'd be two-star. Two. The minus. two. That minus one and a half, and then I'd also have a run in the first inning. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I agree that both of those are probably on the yeah. same level. I don't necessarily think they're bad bets, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't put a ton of I wouldn't invest a ton in them is what yeah. I guess I'm saying. Yeah. I Whereas think I think first that two... first five over is like hard money bet. Yeah. Yep. And we then you use that. the winnings from those to, you know, put in your three star third star bets, whichever whichever one you'd like better. Like just it. in case it doesn't hit well this one was short and sweet our shortest episode yet uh but you know we talked about one game and i think we got some solid information on it i like all I like all the bets to be honest and i think that only having one game rating them like that is even better because that's kind of how we do this show normally right mm-hmm. except we only choose like the best we like because we do multiple games whereas this one we can throw it out there but man let's win some money ben yep let's win this money we didn't talk about this what are you drinking tonight oh man i'm just drinking uh i'm actually drinking a gypsy fade uh yeah which i don't normally drink their gypsy gypsy fade from uh tonight creek yeah you do not very often What's the other IPA that you drink? The Hop Ride. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, I know you drink their hop, their IPA. Yeah, but, no, okay. their Hop Ride is probably my favorite IPA of theirs. The Gypsy Fade is like a lighter, crisper one. It's easy. I guess it's like, uh, I would say it's more of like a, uh, like an everyday drinker, whereas like the mm. Hop Ride is pretty strong. It's like 7.2, but. Okay. I like those hoppy beers, man. You know me. Yep. Absolutely. What are you sipping on? I, I had to go to the hard stuff tonight. Um, <laughs> so I, You I also owe and... me a shot. Did we did we say we were going to do a shot? 
We did. Oh, man. I don't know if I can do a shot of this stuff. So this nah, is I'll the, do a shot uh, of that. Yeah, this is the we'll Jack. do it on tap room. Yeah. So this is the fancy Jack Daniels. This is the single barrel, single barrel, barrel proof uh, select. So this is a uh, 66.65%. So coming in at 133.3 proof. Um, for a, for a Jack Daniels, this is uh, it's quality. It's definitely quality. Got a, a great banana you taste to it. Um, banana? Yep. Got some banana in it. Um, kind of in that mash. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's getting getting there a little there on age. It's a uh, bottling date was eight twenty one twenty. So it's it's getting there. It's been it's been going slowly. I'm still. I mean, it's 133 proof, so you can't go through it fast. But. What's Jack Daniels? Uh, what's their like best whiskey they make? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of the the high quality ones that that you're paying you know 100 150 bucks for. Um, this is probably one of the best that you can get at like a lot of the different like at most stores. Um, this is going to be coming in at this like like fifty to sixty dollar area. Um, but it's completely different than your, you know, your regular Jack. Then you'll go to, um, uh, gentleman's Jack. And then there's one more in between gentleman's Jack and this one, which I don't remember, but. Well, cause doesn't, um, but what's that one whiskey called? Like the most expensive one, Poppy Winkle or whatever. Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van Winkle. That's made by wild Turkey, right? uh i don't know who the the kind of parent the parent is of that one pretty sure it's wild turkey because doesn't wild turkey make buffalo trees too Mm -hmm. yeah that's the same distillery look at me knowing my bourbon dude it's only because i watch a documentary that's that's the only reason why i know these Happy Van Winkle is made at Buffalo Trace. And my quick search is not. I mean, I could be wrong that Buffalo Trace is owned by Wild Turkey. I just remember the documentary I saw of the dude that stole like over a million dollars in Pappy Van Winkle. He also stole whiskey at Wild Turkey and he worked there. So I thought that they were like the same distillery. Buffalo Trace is owned by the Sazerac company. Do they own Wild Turkey uh, too? They own, has historically been known by several names, including George T. Stagg Distillery, Old Fashioned uh, Copper Distillery. So no. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. I knew it was associated with Buffalo Trace, though. I always yeah. thought Buffalo Trace was made by Wild Turkey, though. That's crazy. There's... Buffalo Trace is really good. That's my favorite whiskey, by the way. Buffalo Trace is a great go-to, and it's especially at that price point, it's yeah. delicious. Absolutely delicious. That goes down really easy. It does, and it's so good for Manhattans. Yep, absolutely. Old Fashions. <laughs> That's the only way I'll drink whiskey. Nah, I can't only be drinking it on the rocks. I can't do all that. I mean, even even people give me a hard time for drinking it on the rocks, but I gotta water it down. What's it called when you order it straight? Up, up, up. Yep. 
that's crazy man can't do it. well there you go y'all got a little bourbon uh talk y'all got some uh good game to talk about good game to bet on so we'll see y'all on monday morning for taproom sports make sure to check out apr this week we all picked the uh bucks this week we went oh and one tough start to the week but that was a bad beat dude we should have hit that we should have hit that but we preview handicap pick every single game against the spread for week six this week so make sure to tap into that plus we have our fantasy draft where i suck so if you (laughs) do daily fantasy don't pick up my guys because they end up not playing pick up mine pick up ben's and eddie's because they're both fucking killing it but we'll see y'all on monday got a big tap room sports to talk about we got we're gonna recap nfl week six we got mlb to talk about and i'm sure we're gonna talk a lot about the giants and what they're gonna do in their future we got NBA. Um, nba to talk about we're gonna be previewing and picking a, a few or i should say 10 teams 10 to 15 teams they're over-unders that we love. We're going to be talking about that. And then a lot more news to talk about, including John Gruden, of course. We won't bury the lead. So tap in with us. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Later. I love it when you talk to me.